The show starts in three, two, one. There goes that man's jockstrap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. The In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you by Golf Kicks. Screw your shoes. Buy Canadips. Rep Sports. Buy Smooth My Balls. And buy Streamer Loot. Check out the In the League of Their Own merch line today. Welcome to the show. Let's see what Austin and Colin are diving into today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of the In the League of Their Own podcast. For today's uh, sports fact, number 75, this is the 75th anniversary of the San Francisco 49ers being in the NFL. Uh, in their 75-year history, they have amounted five Super Bowl wins and 22 Hall of Famers. So um, San Francisco has been one of those historic franchises. I think they're third on the list for Super Bowl wins right now. So, um yeah, kind of see how what kind of year they have. I know they're coming off kind of a banged up year, but yeah, I guess kind of using that as a tangent, uh, what's going on in the NFL? So big news coming out of the NFL, Deshaun Watson is back at practice um, with the Houston Texans after being gone for the last five days. Um, no one has still spoken out or said anything about what his absence was related to. Um, obviously, everybody's assuming it is – to like his charges that are being, you know, pressed against him and all that type of deal. So, um, yeah, I thought that was big news that he decided to show back up. And what's your take on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's a mess every day. It seems like it's going one way to where for a while there, there was more and more coming out and it was more messy. And then it got quiet for a really long time, which was good for Watson and then he was out for a couple of days with practice. The coach wouldn't talk about it. Now he's back. Um, it just Especially seems because he's not on the NFL exempt list yet in the season. Yeah. Right around the corner. So, yeah. So the Texans got to make a decision really fast if they're going to make him the QB one um, or if they're going to move on because every day that goes by as well, other teams are going to get less and less interested because they have to make a decision too on who their QB one is going to be. So um, I'm not really sure what's going on there. If kind of interest fell off from the other end of the spectrum, I know the Eagles are kind of the favorites to go, go pick them up. Um, I don't know if there's been any lost interest there or if the Texans have kind of changed their mind as far as opening up trade talks. But um, yeah, like you said, uh, week one is uh, less than a month away, so they got to make a decision quick. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, some more pretty big news here. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is still non-committal on getting the vaccine after getting COVID for a second time now. Um, I believe this is the team that has the stars that are not getting the vaccine and refuse to um it's going to be very interesting to see how you know 
the team and the league now are handling the situation is now the numbers are skyrocketing every single day. And we're kind of looking like we're heading back towards square one again. Um, yeah. It's very interesting times. Yeah. It makes you wonder though, if they're going to use the vaccine as kind of a loophole for everything to where the, like, obviously, like you said, kind of going back to square one, I mean, I, I doubt and I'd hope that the country doesn't go back into complete lockdown to where only the essential businesses are open and like kind of how it was in April of last year, where it was just complete chaos. Um, I feel like the vaccine might be kind of a loophole to where they're like, oh, if you have the vaccine, you can go out to places, you can still do this and that. And the NFL and professional sports cases, um, I can see the NFL adding more and more policies yet again to their long list of protocols for vaccinated versus non-vaccinated to the point that um, non-vaccinated players in the NFL, they make one tiny slip up and they're either out for a week or two or they have a fine to pay, I feel like is what it's going to come down to. Well, because they already have a step established that new rule where a non-vaccinated player who gets COVID they're treated as a vaccinated player for 90 days. So I'm thinking this is going to be the loophole that people are going to use who don't want to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Or a team doctor writes a slip. Yeah. He's got COVID for the next 90 days. Like you said, he's treated like he, like he has it. He doesn't. And you know what I mean? How you can get fit. They could do that though. I mean, it has to cross somebody's mind to at least try it. <laughs> oh, right. But you got to hope that the integrity of keeping people safe and whatnot is, you know, at the forefront of this over making money. Yeah, that's very true. Um, kind of go or talking about Deshaun Watson getting back on the practice field. One person who's still holding out is TJ Watt. Um Still hasn't been on the practice field. Supposedly, he's just been working out with trainers, and he's kind of holding out until the team finalizes a contract extension for him. So um, that's a big missing piece on that Steelers defense. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, but also, who knows? It's it's kind of is, I guess, frustrating as it can be to see big-name guys like Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Xavier Howard, TJ Watt, kind of holding out to kind of get better contracts or better terms with their team. Um, it's actually kind of cool to see now. This is the first offseason you've really seen this at this capacity because the players are starting to take more control of their own careers and their destiny. So, um, I mean, I, I don't see them walking. Obviously, I see the Steelers figuring it out. But at the same time, the guy's in control of his own career. So it's great to see that. Absolutely. And then another person who's taking control of their career is linebacker Darius Leonard. Him and the Colts agree to a five-year, $98.5 million extension, which makes him the top paid inside linebacker in the game, which he's well-deserving of. Uh, he's been the top linebacker for the last couple of years now. Um, I forgot who the other linebacker was um, earlier this season or this offseason that got an extension or got a new contract. Um, Fred Warner. Yep. And then, and then uh, Leonard goes, okay, well, this guy's got my stats are better here, 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 here. Okay. And now he's the highest paid inside linebacker and he's got 59 million of that guaranteed. So 
he's making a lot of money. He, I mean, he does his job very well. He's a huge piece of that Colts team and awesome to see somebody get paid. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, as, as like play, players get paid more, it's just paving the way for other players to get paid down the road. Um, I know one person who talked about Josh Allen's deal is Baker Mayfield talking about how um, it's great to see him get become the highest paid quarterback. And he went on to say that he's not worried about, um, about getting paid himself. Both of them did become eligible this year for their first extension off their rookie contract. Um, He said he's just focusing on winning and trying to put together another good year like they did last year before he's going to worry about going out and get a payday. So um sounds like obviously if the Browns bring an offer to the table they're like hey Baker we want to extend you and get you paid obviously he's going to say yes but I from the way it sounds it's not like doesn't sound like he's going to walk into the front office and say hey I want to get paid more so um maybe next year uh again with the cap going back up if he could stick it out one more year with his current contract I could see him um the other or last episode talking about Lamar Jackson um trying to think of who else is kind of due for a big contract um Kyler Murray Kyler Murray will be after this next year yeah Kyler Murray um all three of those guys could be due to become the next highest paid quarterback um following the 2021 season Herbert too Herbert Although he's going into his second year, so I don't know if he'd be eligible for an extension. After his third. After his third, so he's got two more years yet. But, yeah, that could be a guy a couple years down the road. He'll probably become the highest paid at some point. So, yeah, it's just kind of a snowball effect as to as the ball keeps rolling. It's getting bigger and bigger with more and more money, and the next guy steps up in line, gets his bag, and ball keeps rolling to the next guy. He gets paid, and, and it's it's just a really fun thing to see um, as far as how, again, how these contracts are worked out to where Josh Allen becomes the highest paid quarterback in money of guaranteed. He didn't get years or total money or per year more than Patrick Mahomes, but he got the one up as far as guaranteed money. Cause he had 150 guaranteed and Mahomes was only one, uh, like 141 and a half million guaranteed. So I think he passed Mahomes per year by like a couple million. Mahomes is forty-five. He's forty-three. Is it? Yeah. And then obviously Mahomes is half a billion, and then his is a hundred and or two hundred and uh, two ten. I think is what it was, or two. I don't remember. Just none of these lists on Google have this updated, dude. That's insane. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing on, like, the NFL Instagram or something. Yep, yep, posted you're, a right, list. you're right. 45, 43, and then Prescott's 40. Yeah. Then, yeah, again, he, he has the high, the most guaranteed in an NFL contract. Which so, is yeah. what everybody wants. Yeah. Yeah, that's what everybody's chasing after. Obviously, so long as you can stay healthy and put together good seasons, the incentives just keep racking up. But at the same time, it's a grueling sport. You could go out there, have a season-ending injury tomorrow. You want to make sure you're set up for the rest of your life. You've got, to this point, Josh Allen's had a, a handful of years in the league, and he's gotten better and better after year or after every year. So, obviously, he's one of those guys who deserves to get that guaranteed money no matter what happens on the road. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking of money, the Arizona Cardinals become the first NFL team to announce plans to add a retail sports book area at their stadium. I think this is going to be a huge thing moving forward here with sports gambling and betting um, becoming more popular and popular as the days go by. I feel like this is going to be a common thing that you're going to see in almost every single sports arena um, around the country here. Um, Every team's going to see and every state is going to see how much revenue this is bringing in. And they're going to be like, this is a no brainer, obviously, because we can tax the shit out of it and make our money off of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think it's going to be really neat because that just adds, I don't know. I feel like as far as the fans point of view, if you go to a game and you stop by that area and throw a little money on something that's going to happen, you're going to be a little bit more enticed and excited to watch the game than just being there and watching the game without do like, obviously you don't have to spend a million dollars, you know, just even a $2 bet will make you a little bit more even excited to watch the game. So I feel like this is a great move by the Arizona Cardinals. And like I said, I feel like this is going to be, I don't know, paving the way for sports gambling across the country. Yeah, and uh, kind of speaking on that, it was either yesterday or the day before Florida just passed, uh, le- just legalized sports betting. So another state out of the list. I don't even know what how if it's close to halfway yet. I feel like it's not. I feel like there's only like no. 10, 10, 15 yeah, states that have I, it right now. I think there's only like eight, to be honest. Because um, there's Vegas. Um, I'm assuming Kentucky because of horse racing. Hold on a second Pulling up a map here. It's got states yes and no. Okay, so okay, never mind. There's about half. So legalized New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Delaware, DC, Virginia, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, New Mexico, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, Montana, Iowa, Indiana, or yeah, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan. And then recent bills that have just been passed, Maryland, Florida, Louisiana, Nebraska, South Dakota, Wyoming, Arizona, Washington. Recent bills that have been just introduced and not passed, Alaska, California, Hawaii, Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Ohio, Minnesota, North Dakota, um, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Virginia, Maine, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and then the three states that have no bill at all, Wisconsin, Idaho, and Utah. I was listening of like, okay, haven't heard Wisconsin, haven't heard Wisconsin yet. And it's like, yeah, they're not even, the balls are even starting. There's not, there hasn't been a conversation within the state government that's even thought about it yet, which I mean, I don't know what goes into the reasons as to not to do it, but I don't know. There's no reason. Just like, just like, um, well, I mean, like with as far as like marijuana getting legalized and stuff, I know uh, kind of the big factor that's slowing down Wisconsin is obviously alcohol sales to where that's going to cause those industries to take a hit if it gets legalized, but Sports betting yeah, but is, the state, but the state at the same time can make so much money off of that due to taxing it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and in sports betting, it's it's its own thing. So there's nothing competing with it to where, oh, if we legalize sports betting, it's gonna cut down this industry and we're gonna lose money. It's like you're they're gonna get probably millions, if not billions of dollars a year from sports betting if they legalize it. Just the only thing I could think of is all the um First Nation people that have casinos and stuff. Are people gonna not go to casinos more because they can just do it all from their phone? Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's the only thing that I could really think of um, here, especially in Wisconsin. Same as like Idaho and Utah. You know, um, I just, I don't know. I just don't think that um, unless they like, you know, unless they decide to kick a percentage to all of those people, you know, to all of the casinos that lose that revenue they get a little bit of the percentage of the money coming in or they do something like Vegas and they add like a sports betting section inside of like all of the casinos. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I was just thinking of that too. Think, thinking of how much money, more money the casinos could potentially. To, Cause that could get more people yeah. to casinos instead of losing people. Yeah. If so you bring I, in, I don't know how that works. If you bring in a shit ton more, slots or just tables of certain betting that is now available with with sports betting on the table i'm sure the casinos like you said will add a separate part to the casino that um you can do, go do like uh virtual horse racing and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know how much money how much money they make off of this because i feel like money's the dictation of almost everything so Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, every, I mean, a perfect example of what sports betting does is look at Vegas. Like every year that city gets brighter, gets bigger, gets more flash, like more flashy. There's more and more going on there year after year. And it's like, it's all coming from that, from gambling and sports betting and just being the cap, the capital of the world of what it is. And Plus, being in the desert, they can, I mean, that could become one of the biggest cities in the country if it keeps going on the track that it is, because there's no restrictions to how, how far they can go. Obviously, they have mountains on one side, but the desert goes forever. They can build that city forever. Yeah, and then talking about how much money they make, casinos on the Vegas Strip won $655.5 million last month. Last month? Last month. So that's which like, is up twenty seven percent from the, f- the from the year beforehand, the same month. Six hundred and fifty million. So that's like seven, probably over seven billion a year. Oh, hold on. Let me go by year. If I'm doing the math correct. Um. Downtown Vegas establishments, just the casinos, earned one billion in total last year. Half of the, oh, that was half, last year with COVID, though. Yep, half of the revenue came from gaming. The year beforehand, before COVID, twelve point nine billion. <laughs> Jeez, 
and that's just gambling. There's and so that's much just, other. That's just gambling. Yeah, that's strictly just gambling. That's not including the sports franchises there. They have nothing. Las Vegas has uh, a race car track for NASCAR. They got the Raiders. They have. Uh, do they have a WNBA team? No, not yet. I think they have a soccer team. I'm trying to think. Like the Las Vegas Aces is some some reason coming to mind. Is that the soccer team, or am I completely making that up? I think that's an arena team. Oh, unless I'm just completely making that up. For some reason, that sounds like (laughs) you were correct, dude. The Las Vegas Aces are an American professional basketball team, women's net and WNBA. Yeah, I was gonna say you're right. Huh? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I just knew Las Vegas Aces was a thing. I couldn't figure out what it was, though. Uh, and then, yeah, the last thing that I have for the NFL here is Saquon Barkley is activated back from the pup list. He returned to practice today. And um, New Orleans Saints kicker Will Lutz is going to miss the beginning of the season due to a foot injury. And also the New England Patriots, tight end Hunter Henry, who secured a big contract before he came into New England, injured his shoulder today at practice and is set for an MRI later this afternoon. So those are three teams right now, two going to be without a big part of their team, you know, a veteran guy who's looking to bring some impact, obviously, into a team um, and heavily relied upon. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, going forward here as we're for preseason starts this weekend, if, am I correct? Even Thursday might be some of the first games. I know the Packers play Saturday, but, um, but yeah, I think Thursday there could be games as well. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, the last couple points I have, um, one being the Dolphins, uh, keep Xavier Howard restructuring his contract. Uh, haven't seen the details as far as what they did there, but um, I know Howard was – very displeased with the organization and how his contract was. So obviously he got paid or got, again, it's just as restructuring his contract, whether so that they means fixed whatever his problem was. Yeah. Whether that was money or voiding his last year so that he could go elsewhere or, or guaranteed a, a no trade clause. There's so many things that go into a contract. Um, I'm sure we'll get the details of that more this week. Um Head coach uh, Kyle Shanahan says that Trey Lance will see the field this year as the team adds designed QB runs to their playbook, which Trey Lance will utilize at some point. Um, He said that Shanahan came straight out and said that he doesn't know as far as him starting this year, but he said that he will see the field as they have certain things in the playbook that bring him into that package. So um so, yeah, that'll be exciting to see regardless um, if he does end up kind of, again, with that situation of uh, they have to pay Jimmy G, what was it, like 23 or $28 million if he continues after week eight. Um, I, think it was for, I, th- I think it was $29. Yeah, something like that. It was a um, lot. Yeah, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. And then the last point I had for the NFL was that Russell Wilson expresses his concerns as the team has yet to resign. Uh, left tackle Dwayne Brown um, in a press conference. Wilson said that he is um, one of the best left tackles in the game and the, one of the vets on that line. Uh, he said he is getting older, but he still plays like a young guy out there. And 
he's a big part of that offense. And uh, for those who remember kind of in the off season, that was one of Russell Wilson's Achilles heels was getting that offensive line better as he's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks in previous years. So, um, so yeah, we'll kind of see what happens there. I'm sure it's again, one of those things, training camp right before the season starts, figuring out contracts. I'm sure they'll figure it out there, but um, yeah, that's all I had for the NFL. Yeah, if they want his, his if they want his career to last, he can't be running for his life play after. Yeah, yeah, because I mean he's still mobile, but that's gonna slow down eventually. <laughs> he, father time meets all. Yeah, you know, at some point, like like we mentioned on Friday, Tom Brady's finally acknowledged that father time's finally catching up to him, and he's starting to slow down a little bit. And you only can go as long as you can before eventually, you know, it gets you. So. Who knows, you know, who knows who it's going to get. <laughs> For sure. Well, then, it is Monday, so it is time for our or no segment. I don't know, based on whether you think that's going to happen. I think I have either eight or nine uh, kind of scenarios put together for you. Uh, so kicking things off here, the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East and get back to the playoffs for the first time since 2018. Yeah or no? No. No? What do you think is going to win that division? For some reason, I feel like it's either going to be Washington again or it's going to be um, the Giants. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Jared Goff surprises the league and gets the Lions more than six wins on the year. Their, their current over-under, I think, is five and a half. So that's why I picked six as kind of being that uh, exceeding the expectations of the team this year. <laughs> Man. I put them at six and 11, obviously nowhere near playoff contention, but in previous years, I think they've had either four or five wins the last two yeah. or three years. I think they're going to. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Josh Allen will finish top three in the MVP voting. Yeah. or no. No, no, no. All right, Aaron Rodgers gets over his NFC Championship hump and leads the Packers to a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah or no? As a fan, I want to say yeah, but it's going to be tough to beat Tampa, so I'm going to say no. Sounds good. Follow-up question to that. If Rodgers does make a Super Bowl appearance, he returns in a Packers uniform next season. Yeah or no? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jimmy G gets traded before this year's deadline. Yeah or no? No. No? No. The NFC West will have all four teams in the playoffs this year. So the division winner and all three wildcard teams coming out of the West. As crazy as that would be, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's definitely. Po- I don't even know if that's ever happened. I feel like it hasn't, but I mean, well, ever since they expanded it, I don't think it's happened. 
So this is like the first time I think that it's possible. Oh yeah. Last, yeah. Last year would have been the first year possible, but I mean, even just in general to have all the wild, both wild cards coming out of the same division. Like, I don't think that's ever happened either. Yeah, so you've had three, you have three teams out of the same division making it. Um, kind of circling back to, I guess, this conversation, Justin Fields sees the, sees playing time. Um, as a starter before week six. Yeah or no? Because I think week, week six, week seven I is... See it. I want to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they're just going to ride with Dalton and get him some experience. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they have no, they have, there's almost no gain for playing him this season, almost. Because Rodgers came back, Vikings are pretty good. Vikings are pretty good. Bears kind of lost, you know, a handful of people, and then the Lions get Goff, and they added a few pieces. So it's like all the other three teams have made improvements, and the Bears kind of stayed stagnant, but they got a quarterback for the future. So like they almost have no gain. It see it feels like in my eyes to start him, and potentially. You know, he gets hurt or something early where you just signed Dalton as well. So you might as well ride the season out with Dalton, see how he does. And obviously, if it's a massive collapse, if you're like 0-6 or 0-7 or something, throw him in or something for maybe the last couple games of the season. But I wouldn't, you know, I feel like there's more loss than gain for putting him in earlier than need be. Like Roger sat for three years behind Favre, you know. Garoppolo sat behind Brady, you know, fucking Mahomes sat behind Smith, you know, all the guys who have made that next jump have the teams haven't pulled the trigger too early. You know, it's kind of making sure that this guy is exactly where you want him to be and who he is before you put him in that place. And I don't know. I feel like if they treat him right, they get some more weapons around him and they can get that defense back to where it was a handful of years ago they could be right there on the doorstep again of making a Super Bowl appearance. You know, if the kid's as good as everybody thinks he's going to be, but you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to jump the gun too early. For sure. And then the last question, kind of going back to father time, father time catches Tom Brady and he has one of his worst years on record and decides to retire after the 2021 season. (laughs) No chance. No chance. Even if he had, even if he just shits the bed this year, no chance he, he retires. He ain't gonna shit the bed, dude. Okay. I feel like if he had any inkling or any feeling that he would shit the bed, I feel like he would not be playing because he'd just be letting his team down. For him knowing how good he could be and what he can do, when you start feeling that you can't do that anymore. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that just says, Hey, I'm no longer a benefit to the team. I'm done. Instead of one of those guys that tries to linger on a handful more years than, you know, their skill has enabled them to. And then they have a shitty couple of years to end their career. And then it's like, well, he was good, but then look at his last three years that were complete dog shit. You know what I mean? He, he ain't going to ruin his legacy in any bit of I think he's got it all planned out and worked out in his mind that 
the second that he's not able to do what he knows that he can do, I think he's going to just step away. Yeah. I mean, even thinking back to last year, he had, he had was playing with a partially torn knee for three quarters of the season and you couldn't really tell. So. And he uh, led the league and passes over 25 yards. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's all I got for the Erno segment then. Um, Jumping over into the NBA then, uh, what's some headlines over there? I mean, not a whole bunch. Um, just Olympics wrapping up. Men's and women's teams both won the gold, so that's awesome to see uh, the U.S. continue their dominance in basketball. Um, other than that, as we kind of uh, mentioned Friday, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry, uh, they're signing trade deals to become uh, – members of the Heat and uh, the Chicago Bulls. The NBA now has opened up an investigations into tampering. Um, there can't be any contact made with anybody on the team or anything before an official like deal is put in place or conversations are put in place. So they're just looking and checking in, investigating to see if any early contact was made, like early conversations were made before that deal. Um, and then the last thing that I have before I pass it over to you here is KD signed his four-year $198 million extension with the Nets. And um, that team has got all their stars signed for the next four years. So it's going to be interesting to see which direction that team heads. Sounds good. And then, yeah, going back to that tampering investigation, it was kind of interesting looking into that. In 2019, the NBA updated their tampering policies, raising the max fine to $10 million for a team and the possibility of suspending team executives, forfeiting draft picks, and even voiding the illegal contracts that were made if the team is convicted to where if there's if they're found uh, guilty of tampering, they could completely void that contract and you got to pay 10 million bucks yeah and you have to pay up to 10 million dollars and your people are going to be suspended it's a a big deal yeah so we'll kind of see what happens there hasn't been i mean this has been i think like four or five days ago was when this first came out and since then there haven't been any breaking headlines as to oh supposedly some evidence has come forward um so We'll kind of see what happens as to why even the NBA put up a red flag on it, whether they had a whistleblower from a different team or from somebody saying, hey, take a deeper look at this, or if it's kind of like like TSA customs. Oh, you're the 200th person. Sorry, we got to search you. So every so many deals, they just look into it for tampering just to kind of make sure the whole entire league is safe. So. Um, yeah, I, I jumping in real quick. I also feel like because of the NBA, how everybody is so friendly and stuff, how they are all friends. The NBA does have to kind of, you know, be strict upon that where you can't just have guys recruiting people to come to teams, you know, before actual conversations are in talks with agents and teams and stuff like that. Cause it's just like, Oh, LeBron recruited his team. It's like, no, um, the agents and conversations happened. And then he probably hopped in and was like, dude, yeah, you should actually come down here. Like he, there's not a, you can't do that because tampering, you'd be so screwed. Your teams would lose so much money where I don't think anybody would put up with that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, it's, it's obviously a messy situation, especially with technology nowadays, how people can have private conversations to where I'm sure there are legal conversations that happen in professional sports, but they that, happen in person with no trace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, going over to the summer league, the NBA has been testing out some of the unnatural shooting motion rules um, over in Vegas for the summer league. Uh, They're looking into how shooters, a lot of times you see, I mean, a lot of people do it, so I guess I won't list off names, but um, when going up on a shot, they'll throw their legs back or try to bump into a guy to try to get a shooting foul. Or they Uh, kick their legs out forward. Yep. And so the NBA is going to be trying to crack down on that this year, calling those more offensive fouls than defensive fouls. Um, So, yeah, kind of cool to see that they're testing that out in the summer league. And I guess we'll see kind of how often it happens and how much they're cracking down on it. Kind of going off Kevin Durant getting a deal, uh, the Miami Heat extend Jimmy Butler to a four-year, $184 million contract uh, to stay with the Heat. So... Good to see he's kind of find a, found a home there. I know he's kind of bounced around between um, – where did he start? Chicago – was he a Chicago – no. Jimmy Butler? Yeah, yeah. he was – New Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, and then he was in Philly, and then now he's down in Miami. So it looks like they're going to lock him down um, for a while here. Again, a guy who's kind of getting older, so um, four more years, I could see him doing another contract either with Miami after that or maybe – um, if he doesn't have a ring by then to go chase it elsewhere. Um, and then, yeah, going over to USA basketball, uh, the men win gold, defeating France 87 to 82. And kind of a cool stat is Pamela and Jabel McGee uh, become the first mother-son duo to win Olympic gold. So that's really cool to see. And then uh, the USA women as well also take home the gold in a 90 to 75 win over Japan. Um So, yeah, great to see U.S. basketball kind of silencing all the haters. Obviously, the women were expected to to go the distance as they've been on, I don't know, what, 20-some, 30-some game win streak now in international play. I think it was six straight goals. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, everybody was kind of shitting on USA basketball for losing some of the prelim stuff and all that, and they um, obviously silenced the haters there. And then – the last point that I had in the NBA is the Bucks acquiring former Duke star Grayson Allen in the trade with the Grizzlies. Um, initially, I know when I brought when I saw this went public, I was kind of about it just with his track record at Duke kind of being a, a cheap shot player. But it seems like he's kind of had his head on straight since he's coming to the NBA hasn't really got a lot of playing time down in uh, Memphis. So, and I don't really see him getting a lot of time in Milwaukee either, obviously being behind Drew Holiday, DiVincenzo. Um, they got George Hill back. So Grayson Allen's probably going to be the fourth or fifth guard in line to see playing time. But, um, but yeah, so that's all I got for the NBA. Sounds good. And then let's kick it over to the diamond. Oh, you want to start it off? Yeah. Uh, MLB, uh, Albert Pujols hits his first home run since being released in May by the Angels against the Angels with his new team, the Dodgers, in an 8-2 to two win. Uh, the Brewers dropped their weekend series 1-2 to two against the Giants as the gap closes from seven games to five over the Reds. Um they now have a chance to bounce back against the depleted Chicago Cubs in a four-game series that starts tonight in Chicago. 
Uh, Blake Snell had an impressive outing, notching 13 strikeouts in seven innings in the 2-0 Padres win over the D-backs. The Phillies are on a surge, winning eight straight and moving from third to first in the NL East this past week. So uh, that team's starting to figure things out, and Bryce Harper looks like he's getting hot as well. And then lastly, uh, USA Baseball wins silver as they lose to Japan 2-0 in baseball's Olympic debut. So um, great to see us getting a medal in a, in a brand new event. Sounds good. Yeah. I didn't, ha- I didn't have anything in the MLB. Sounds good. Then on over to the ice, what's going on over there? Um, not a whole lot as this is still the lull of the, uh, NHL off season here. People are still out golfing. Um, the Edmonton Oilers extended defenseman Darnell, Darnell nurse on an eight year deal. Um, that's huge for them. Um, the Sharks signed the goalie Aiden Hill to a two-year deal. Brandon Hagel agreed to a three-year contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. And then, as I touched on on Friday, the Islanders um, extended Adam Pellick to that eight-year contract. Um, something pretty neat, a crossover between college football and the NHL here. Miami Hurricanes quarterback De'Eric King inks a name-image likeness deal with the Florida Panthers. So... Thought that that's pretty cool that that's now the second college athlete that they've um, got behind and are supporting. So uh, I feel like that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, with the Olympics wrapped up, um, I guess kind of a couple of points to finish up here with that is that women's indoor volleyball wins their first gold in uh, U.S. history um, and actually puts the U.S. in the number one spot for gold medal count. Uh, the U.S. does win the Olympics. I guess you could say they won the Olympics with 113 total medals and 39 gold, edging out China by one gold medal. But then they did win by like 30-some total medals. So, um, yeah, as quickly as the Olympics came, uh, I guess the, on the bright side, instead of waiting four years, you only got to wait three for the Summer Olympics to be back. Yeah, that's awesome. We ended up uh, taking first in the medal count and for gold medals, that volleyball, that first, as you touched on, that volleyball win that we got there was the 39th gold medal. So uh, it was pretty neat that we ended up actually watching it and seeing. Yeah, not even knowing at the time what was on the line. And yeah, so that's awesome. Glad that we did that. Olympics are over. Now football is gearing up here. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for stopping by and watching and following. Um, We appreciate all the support we've been getting over the past month. Um, And, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do everything that we do and put as much energy and stuff into this if – if it weren't for you guys coming out to watch, it's something that we love to do and we appreciate all the support. So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to all of our social media accounts. You can find that in the description listed below. And yeah, we hope everybody has a great Monday and we will see you on hump day. See you Wednesday, everybody.